So you slept in. Hey, we're not judging. Sometimes you just need to get those Z's. And if you need to snooze, we'd much rather you did it at home in your warm, comfortable bed than in our pews. You can always catch up with the sermon later right here on this Sunday morning sleep-in podcast. You're still going to miss out on some things that we think are pretty important, like intergenerational community and the support and encouragement that comes along with that, inspiring music, charming children, tasty snacks, none of those things we can give you through a podcast, but we will give you what we can. I'm Susan Foster. And I'm Chris Marshall. And we're United Methodist Pastors in Reno, Nevada. We're not theological experts or perfect preachers. We're your average pastors helping our congregations think through life's big questions every week. We started this podcast so if you're away from home or working or coaching your kid's soccer team or maybe just sleeping in, you can keep up with some of the ideas floating around the church. Each episode is a conversational version of a sermon we gave on Sunday. So whatever day it is when you're listening to this, we hope you snuggle up or keep on doing what you're doing and receive this with an open mind and an open heart. And a quick note, uh, we don't really care if you agree with everything we have to say or not. We encourage you to use your own mind to talk to the people around you that you trust and to figure out what you think. Our sincere hope is that you will experience the mysterious loving force in the world we know as God moving in your life as you consider this. So first Sunday of Lent. Yeah, what's Lent? Lent. Lent is those those 40 days before Easter, not counting Sundays. Okay. Where in the church it has become our tradition. It was the tradition from early on in the church to prepare for Easter, to be in this time of reflection and repentance. That's a turning away from the things that are keeping us from God mm-hmm. and um, and to improve and to work towards uh, a more holy season. So. so this is when we whip ourselves into a frenzy of uh, personal piety and <laughs> sometimes with actual whips, if you've read the Da Vinci Code series. Yes, yes. Yeah, no, this is when this is when we're all no fun. Right. Well, that has been some, some of the tradition. But some of the stereotype. Know. Yeah. But yeah. Lent is why they're... There's a chicken sandwich on the menu at... at fish sandwich. Fish sandwich. Paleo fish at Filet McDonald's fish at every McDonald's. Friday. Yeah. yeah. Because you don't eat meat on Fridays right. because Jesus was killed on a Friday and you're basically eating Jesus. Doesn't make any sense Says to me, me either. either. No. 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 But Lent is one of those traditions that we sort of reclaimed in the in the Protestant faith. It wasn't always as strong a season as it feels like it is these days among uh, at least our friends. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I know that a lot of evangelical churches don't yeah. recognize Lent uh, or Advent, really. They just do Christmas and mm-hmm. Easter. But for me, I, I talk about it as if it's spring training. Yeah. You know, you're, like you're, this is not the game. This is us getting into shape so that we play the game well. Yeah. Really about kind of a, a an intensely focused time. Right. And, and it allows us to, to sometimes bring up topics that maybe don't fit into other times of the year as well. Like, you know, we talk a little bit more about our own mortality, maybe. Self-denial. Self-denial. You know. Moderation. We, moderation. Which so is we, my favorite thing. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so, so, so Lent is sort of this time that allows us to do that. Yeah. Okay, so what are you guys talking about during Lent? So during Lent, my series is the wilderness between promise and the fulfillment of those promises. So the promises of God and the fulfillment of the promises and how sometimes that feels a little bit like a desert or a wilderness. Okay. And how a lot of times that's where we are. Yeah. And so so for the first Sunday of Lent, we read Genesis 9, 8 through 17, which is the part where God's setting a rainbow a bow in the sky. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is like a weapon, right? It's like Katniss Everdeen 
evergreen, <laughs> whatever the heck yeah, that name yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A it's, bow. It's a it's a bow. It's like a like, like a long bow. Like a long so bow. So it's God setting like aside shape. his weapon. Yeah. And then Mark 1, 9 through 15, which is, I know, I've been talking about this a lot, Jesus' baptism. I know, but it's very quick. Yeah. Baptism, Mark- temptation, and repentance in six verses. Well, it's, yeah, it's like he gets baptized, he goes into the desert for 40 days, and he starts his ministry in six verses. And right. I love it. Right. Like, like this boom, is boom, boom. I don't have to get into the whole, like, conversation between Jesus and Satan. No, like, no, no. So... Where I want to start with those verses is just to acknowledge a crazy week or how sometimes it feels like that wilderness and, and that we're in it. So the Friday before the first week of Flint was the shooting in Florida. The Parkland shooting. Parkland shooting. And not the Friday, the Wednesday, because it was Ash Wednesday. It was Ash Wednesday. It was, it was Valentine's Wednesday. Day. Valentine's Day. And there um, were those heartbreaking pictures of the mother that's exactly screaming. What I, with, yeah. the, with the ashes on her forehead, that was exactly what I mentioned. I said the image of that mm-hmm. is just, it's so poignant. The political machinations of things like trying to end... Uh, Section 8 housing, mm-hmm. of trying to eliminate food stamps. Yeah, feels a little bit like the war on the poor. Uh, uh, it is the war on the poor. It leaves the poor out in the cold and leaving the foreigner among us, not in, in protected status, but in limbo. Yeah, the DACA folks. DACA folks. And then also, you know, just the brokenness we all carry, mm. whether it's relationships or, or bodies or families or friendships or watching our friends do crazy things or... Have friends watching us do crazy do things. Do crazy things. Or, you know, family, friends who yeah. are ill and who you're trying to care for, who are in the hospital, who are yeah. disrupting your plans. plans and and then, and then there was an earthquake and there's the reports of war and displaced people. You know, when we start to look at all that, it does it not feel... very overwhelming. Yeah. But I reminded people that it's also been a week where you hear all those amazing stories of the athletes at the Olympics mm. and new babies are born and... Um, there are reasons for celebration and awe, and that this is where we find ourselves. We find ourselves in this in-between, between good news and hard places, between what has been and what will be. That reminds um, me of the, the dash story. Yeah. Like, what will you do with your dash? Mm-hmm. And the idea is that, like, they're in a cemetery and they're looking at a headstone right. and it says the birth year and it says the death year and there's that dash, dash in, between, in between and they say that's what you've got. Right. They've right. got the dash between the moment when you're born and everything is hope and purpose and the moment when you pass away that yeah. you just have that in between time. Right. Right. That's a good way of thinking about it. Yeah. And definitely between promise and fulfillment. Mm-hmm. And our scriptures are there this morning. Both of them, mm-hmm. um, even as G- here, here's the sign of the new covenant, that bow in the, in the, in the, in the sky, the rainbow, right? That I think sometimes we live with a Sunday school answer, right? About how pretty that is. and Right. But when you look at that scripture, like you really look at it, it is a picture of God, as you said earlier, laying down God's weapon. Uh-huh. And I think it's, you know, how you, you get stuck in how you understand things, right? And I was really struck as I read that passage about the, the bow is not a reminder to us. Right. It's a reminder to God. God. And These people are going to make you angry. Because people are going to tick you off. These humans that you have created. It, it, it's on you. It's on Stop you. Stop trying to take it out on them. Right. Because that is so so sort of antithetical to sort of how we look at it sometimes. Mm-hmm. We think of it as like, oh, that's God's promise to us. No, no, no. God was promising God's self. <laughs> yeah, it was God's reminder. Right. That was God's sticky note on the bathroom mirror saying, you're going to be okay. 
Yeah, yeah. Like it's going to be all okay. right. Okay, they, they can't do this forever. Well, and the, and the the way that I have preached that story before has been the evolution of how God deals with humanity. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. And so, like, from violence to deciding, well, violence is not actually the answer to choosing uh, nonviolence, mm-hmm. like, and you can sort of see this this evolution happen yes. through scripture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I don't know that it's the evolution of God so much as it's yeah. the evolution of us, it's understanding and what's how going we on understand how God works. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but that it has to start somewhere, <laughs> right? One of the commentators I read talked about the covenant that we're seeing here as the response to a paradox that God found God self in, and mm. that the paradox of. God's unstoppable purpose to create a peaceful cosmos colliding with God's immovable compassion for a destructive, recalcitrant humanity. Wow. So it's it's another way of saying, you know, God's vision for peace has come up against God's love for humanity. Which is not always peaceful. Which is not always peaceful. The humanity is not always peaceful. Like, we, we don't always get there. Right. And that God tried it by pushing the reset button. Yeah. God realizes it's not going to work. Yeah, because the people come forward. <laughs> they, 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 yeah. they outlast the, the reset button. Right. And, and they're they crazy. And keep they're, their same patterns. And they keep their the same... first thing that happens when they get off the ark, right, is Noah gets drunk. Yeah. His kids find him naked. They try to respectfully cover him up. He wakes up hungover and angry and yells at them and curses them. Right. Like, it, this did not end before well, no. Noah got on the ark. Like, yeah. They yeah. brought all of it with them. Right. And the covenant is God putting some boundaries on God's self. Yeah. Which is an amazing image. Totally. Totally an amazing image. Have you ever wondered if God was an eight? (laughs) You know, I will see it and remember. Okay. I'm going to try something different. And then, you know, in contrast to that vision of Genesis where, you know, God in creation is here is we have Mark. Where here's another way that God is trying to fulfill this promise. So Jesus... You know, here's the promised one. Yeah. And yet we're still in the not yet. You know, here's mm-hmm. the fulfillment of that promise and and it's not yet because... Mm-hmm. Well, even Jesus has to do a little soul searching before he hits the road. Mm-hmm. So he goes out into the desert and yep. he has these days of temptation or trial yep. or I like what to a... say rethinking the rethinking. repentance part, like thinking how exactly and setting forth his own yeah. purpose statement do... and core values for how his journey. How are we going to do this? Yeah. yeah. Like um, exactly. Jesus has to sort of set it down because it's so easy to go off the trail. Yeah. This is where we are. We, we, we receive this tradition of the between, mm-hmm. the almost and the not yet. And to, to realize that that does not mean that we are not on God's path. Right. That we are in the midst of this work as well. And that, that that's where God is and where God is calling us. And so I just kind of left it hanging for folks to figure out where where those places are in their life that they're sort of in the midst of mm-hmm. so that they might, you know, pay attention to them in this season, uh, might pay attention to the ways in which God is moving, even if, it, even if it is not the way they intended or think it should go or the way they have visioned. Right. Well, and... And some of it is the invitation of God by example Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to say, what are the things that you need to remind yourself of so that you are not self-destructive, so that you don't break relationships, so that you don't break the shalom in the world? Like, what are the things that you need to be aware of in yourself and work on? 
so that you can live into the true ideal. And what are those rainbows that you need to, you know, put in the sky figuratively to remind yourself about the sticky notes on your bathroom? What are the sticky notes on your bathroom window? What are the? It's really going to be okay, guys. Really. Um, What I did with the kids was I went and got some yarn and I I did the little thing where you tie a, a. uh, string a string around your finger and i said have you guys ever seen this and they had never seen that i have never seen it in real life no not in real life but they didn't even they hadn't that wasn't even it wasn't even a concept for them right but i was like you know this was what we did before we had cell phones and we put a reminder in the cell phone and or they, if you're they Neville, got that before you got your rememberal right <laughs> didn't you that which one. didn't you tell me what he had forgotten yes i learned that he had forgotten his robe he for, yeah, not his robe he was wearing clothes no, no, he but his, his cloak. His cloak. That's his what cloak. I meant. He forgot his coat. He forgot so everybody else in the scene is wearing their cloak, <laughs> and Neville's not wearing <laughs> his cloak. Anyway, but I, I did that with the kids, and I said, you know, how is it you remember things? And they said, oh yeah, you know this, or mom reminds me, or yeah. you know all those sorts of things. And you know, how is it that we are reminded about what God is asking us to do, and do we need to figure out time and space and allowances for that? Methodology. Methodology. Yeah. An order um, of thought. An order of thought. <laughs> well, and and. And Lent is the time to form those habits. Right. Well, right. and it, this goes back to our kind of Methodist history. We just watched the Methodist history video from Reform with our Confirmation kids on Sunday. And one of the things that the purpose of Methodism was in the first place was how do we be Christians who aren't lame, basically? Right. How do how do we how do really we- follow Jesus instead of doing this thing that everybody's doing, which is this kind of like social club that is church? Right. How do we actually do this well? And so Charles Wesley, who was 19, and his buddies go to John, his older brother, mm-hmm. who is a, a fellow at Oxford College and Lincoln College, and mm-hmm. says, what do we do? How do we do this? And John, who is an organizational person, says, here's a method. Here's a method. Try here's this how out. You, we're, on Mondays, we fast. On Tuesdays, Tuesdays, we, we wear pink. pink. <laughs> On Wednesdays. And Wednesdays we go to prison. Yeah, on Wednesdays we go to prison to visit with people. Right. Um, and so, like, they set out this methodology and that mm-hmm. we benefit, as humans, we benefit from structure. Right. And and one of the things about, like, Lent being 40 days is that that's one of those season. that's one of those time periods that, like, naturally in us helps us build habit. 40, 45 is, like, the number. Right. And so... So it's 47 days, but you get a few days off. You get cheat days. Well, you don't have to we cheat We invented cheat days. You don't have to cheat. You should, not be che- you should not cheat on the days. They're just not counted numerically. You they shouldn't still cheat count. on Sundays? You shouldn't cheat on Sundays. Oh. I don't think. Tune in next week for our debate about how to actually... <laughs> about whether or not we should cheat on Sundays during Lent. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, well, it just reminds me of my friends in high school who were not Catholics and more evangelicals, but they decided one year to give up sugar for Lent, but they still drank Diet Coke. They didn't realize that that was sugar. Or is it something else? It's is not real sugar. That's that's sort of... I thought that was cheating. It's moving away from the point. Oh, we, have a, we have a friend now who's given up sugar for Lent. Mm-hmm. He's given up sweet things and he loves sweet things. Aww. And so he's like, well, I don't really, I don't know. It feels kind of like a cheat. And I said, well, take the money that you would have spent on the sweet thing and give <laughs> and it to somebody who doesn't have anything food, <laughs> you know, much less a sweet thing. And he was like, oh, that's a good connection. Yeah. So, so, it, you know, in the process, as you're setting your rainbows in the sky, maybe think about how you might connect your action with social action as well. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. Well, thanks, Susan. And thanks to you for listening to the Sunday Morning Sleep In podcast. If you have questions for us or stories that relate to what we've been talking about, you can shoot us an email, sundaymorningsleepin at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Sunday Morning Sleepin. 
You can find us at sundaymorningsleepin.com. That's our website. And there is the entire archive of every episode we have ever recorded, including links to the scripture and some of the things that we've talked about in each episode. The scriptures for today were Genesis 9, 8 to 17, and Mark 1, 9 to 15. And the theme music that you're hearing right now is Take Me Higher by Jazzer. We finish every worship service and every podcast with a benediction, a blessing, some words to, to help you think about this a little bit more, a blessing perhaps, maybe maybe a way to be a little more holy. But this is it, that God is calling you, is calling you, will call you, and we have to listen, we have to be prepared, and we have to be reminded. So find a way to remind yourself of who God is and who you are in God. Amen. Amen. Amen.